Destination for Greatness, Episode 2. Can you sell your job? You're renting your time to somebody else who's renting that time to somebody else and making a margin on it. This is the final call for all entrepreneurs heading towards Destination for Greatness who are craving for a boost in self-confidence and self-belief. And entrepreneurs who aspire every day to live a life full of fun and freedom and who wish to impact the world while they soar with greatness. Is it possible to put the final pieces of your puzzle together? Find out for yourself. Now, let's buckle up because here's your host of greatness, Sohan Gokern. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, Greatness Tribe. Um, today is going to be an awesome day because I've got my friend, I've got a really good mentor, and a really special guest for you on this episode, Jeff Gamagami. Jeff, welcome to the show. Thanks, Sohan. Thanks for having me. <laughs> very welcome, mate. Very, very privileged to have you on the show. Um, Greatness Tribe, today is going to be an exciting time. Thank you so much for hanging out with uh, Jeff Gamagami and me. We are going to take you on an amazing journey today, talking about Jeff's life, um, telling you a little bit about him, but letting him tell you all about himself and giving you a real good insight of who he is. Um, Jeff is in the business of wealth creation. He, he really believes strongly. He stands for money education and creating systems. He's the founder of provenprinciples.com, and he's also highly involved in money and you. He's a co-founder along with um, his partner, Donna, who you will hear about very soon in one of the episodes coming through. But he's, he's also heavily involved in property investments. Um, Jeff really is truly, from what I know of him and what he believes too, is he stands for inspiration. He really believes in empowerment and making a difference to the world. I mean, this guy has gone from being a dishwasher to making over $15 million in assets today. That's just incredible. And, and Jeff's mission is truly to create a fun, a really inspiring community of empowered individuals who are really playing that big game, that big game for financial freedom, just like you guys, Greatness Tribe. And, and he is one fellow who can, you can talk to and in areas of expertise related to goal setting, learning how to take accountability, how to really get inspired, how to set systems so that you can build that wealth that you're after, and also taking massive action. Jeff is all about that. But Jeff, you know what? I can go on and I still won't do justice to your intro as much as you will. So tell your story, fill the gaps, and let's take it away. Well, Sohan, I think you told the whole story. I, I, I don't think there's anything else to say. <laughs> <laughs> go for it man um, yeah listen you know um, I, I'm, I'm really uh, grateful for the fantastic um, intro this is kind of like when you buy a house and you do home staging it looks much better than it really is mm-hmm. um, you know I, um, I started out I'm American originally I've been living here in New Zealand in the most beautiful country best country in the world um, for the last oh gosh 33 years I came here uh, dropped out of school ended up washing dishes in a pizza hut restaurant so um, you know, I, 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 I ended up somehow getting into the management system. They love my dishwashing skills and I ended up running five restaurants for them. Um, had about $10 million turnover, 300 employees working for me. Uh, and then I, I had a, an epiphany, <laughs> a, a, a wake up moment when I, um, literally saved the company $3 million with a cost saving idea and I got a $500 bonus. And on, on that day I realized um, kind of a snap of the obvious that I was never going to get ahead working for somebody else. That I was, I was really like the oven, so on. I was like a, a tool to make that company money. And um, so, so I went started my own business. Uh, you know, massive learning correction. Um, you know, ended up losing seventy thousand um, dollars. And and I, I guess I fell into the statistic that 
that you know nine out of ten businesses don't make it and um, you know everyone thinks their business is the best idea on, on the planet you know and I thought my idea was a great idea but it you know it didn't take um, so I, I was in transition um, I, I, I was, was very very fortunate um, by accident to stumble across a line of anti-aging products I helped bring those products into Australia New Zealand um, we direct marketed them um, it was a beautiful business model and we you know turned over close to 200 million dollars so you know we, we never read these Robert Kiyosaki books or, you know, understanding employee, self-employed, you know, business owner leverage, you know, wealth, um, you know, creation investments. But, you know, we, we stumbled across a way to create cash flow. And then in the last few years, we've, we've diversified our income, continued to work. I'm still, so I'm still more passionate than ever about what I do. I've always diversified into property, as you said. And, you know, my wife, who I think you're going to interview, she's much, much, much more dynamic than me. She, she, um, you know, learned a recipe. And I think that's probably one of the keys I'd like to share with you folks today listening um, was, was uh, you know, learn a recipe and then repeat over and over and over again until you get the results you want. I just want to stop right there and just, this is really key. This is really cool because when I was working with you and I, you know, when I, one of the biggest things I learned from you, Jeff, is how you create these recipes and you make them really simple. And, and you know, this is Greatness Tribe. You've got to listen to it and pick this up. It's about learning how to take that recipe, meaning you find a systematic way of something that's already been done and that's proven to be successful. Right, Jeff? And then just taking and constantly repeating and rinsing and repeating and improvising and just doing it over and over again without having to try and reinvent the wheel. Is that fair, fair to say, Jeff? Yeah, listen, ab absolutely. And, you know, my wife learned a, a, a recipe. We had, we had a, a cash flow. We created a recipe with our business. Mm -hmm. That business created a, you know, a phenomenal um, income. In fact, we've, we've helped people earn over a hundred thousand dollars a month within that, uh, that, that, that business model. Um, we took our cash flow and we invested in property and my wife just learned, she learned a very simple recipe. Um, she didn't, she had strong rules. She didn't break those rules and she's gone off and she's purchased, I don't know, uh, about 30 properties, um, in, in the last, probably the majority of them in three years and a couple in the last couple of years. So there was definitely some good timing involved. Um, I'm a big, big proponent of you know, you know, the best idea at the wrong time is <laughs> not going to fly. Um, so timing is critical. And, uh, you know, and, and as Simon said, it ended us up building a, you know, $15 million um, portfolio on, you know, assets and business and stuff. And so, so the fun part of that story is that literally, uh, in fact, 13 years ago next month, uh, we bought our first house ever. So um, from nothing, literally from, from being in debt 14 years ago, to buying our first house, um, you know, and, and as our cash flow increases our business and as our, you know, diversified. So the thing I love about that idea is that anybody, anybody listening today, no matter what situation you're in, and I'm sure most of you are in a much better situation than we were in, um, can, can achieve anything that you wanted to do in a short period of time if you're willing to, to follow a recipe. And, and I think the second key I like to say, share recipes, one that system, but the second thing is, is discipline. And what I've observed in business, uh, people, I, people I mentor, by I, um, you know, a coach and, and facilitate their, their wealth path is that most people are great starters, but very poor finishers. Mm. And I'm sure you've all heard the saying, when the going gets tough, the tough get going. <laughs> and uh, I have found that absolutely not to be the case. Um, I found when the going gets tough, most people quit. Um, and, um, and there's a real, real lack of self-discipline and, and lack of tenacity, um, 
you know, today in the marketplace. And, you know, um, that's one thing I learned growing up is you just don't stop when you start. You start something, you just don't quit it. That's right, Jeff. Um, and, and I want to share, I want to, I want to, I want Greatness Tribe to really get this part now when you're talking about discipline, how to be disciplined in tough times, especially. And like you said, a lot of people quit. And you would have had a lot of times in your life as well, you just wanted to quit, especially in your tough times. And I, and I want to really get down to dirty and get you to share with with uh, the tribe because a lot of people think that you know being an entrepreneur is cool having the title is really cool and it's it's fun at the top of the summit but it it is a tough journey right and it's a never-ending process it's always ongoing just like life you keep learning and you'll have ups and you'll have downs and it's in the down moments that you don't want to give up and you want to be disciplined to what you did in the beginning and just follow that plain simple recipe so you can keep repeating it and come out of that that downness and be up again um take us take us a little through your heartache moment but before you do that jeff um, a little bit about your personal background as well and and tell us more about you who you are as a person yes so um gosh my personal background you know, it's not very complicated so on a you know i'm a pretty simple guy i'm 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 not super sharp i'm you know dropped out of school i'm a bit dyslexic um i uh you know i i'm nothing special um I, I mean, I'm a special friend. I'm a special husband. I'm a special father. You know, um, got three kids. Uh, gosh, 20, 27, 26, and and twenty three. But I don't think there's anything special about me. I, I just, um, I, 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 I took an idea and I just, I just ran with it. You know, and I, and I, and I'm very loyal. I don't, I don't swap around. I'm, I'm very. When I start one thing, I stay focused on it. I don't go switch, 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 switch. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I guess that's that's probably. The, I don't know what else to say about me. Um, I'm, I'm, <laughs> that, that is, that's I'm not super impressive. I, you know, you meet me, you think, oh, you probably walk past and they go, yeah. So. And you're a father of three kids, all in the ages of 20s? Yeah, I am. We're, we're, wow. we're empty nesters. Wow. That's really cool. How does that feel? <laughs> Freedom. <laughs> that's what we actually, actually, we love our kids coming around, and uh, it's, it's great spending time with them, but it's, it's good to be able to have an empty house. Really cool. Really so. cool. So, so Jeff, how would you describe what you do in 15 seconds if you met someone at, you know, maybe for the first time or at a social event or at a formal event, whatever it is? How would you just quickly describe? Yeah, listen, listen. Our business is in the, in the business of wealth creation. I help people make money using social media, um, particularly in 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 the realm of um, distribution of, of products and services um, in the fastest growing categories. Um, we have an amazing program. I want to talk about at some point called Money and You. We bought the we were in, we were in Antarctica last year. We bought the rights for a program called Money and You, uh, which is where Robert Kiyosaki started, where Tony Robbins started, where um, you know Brad Sugars and and uh, most of the big mentors you've heard in the world, they're they're they started this program. Money and You was a, was a kickstart program for them. Um, yeah, and, and I guess we're really all about how can we help people create wealth? Mm. How can we ha- help them have you know from nothing create a lifestyle, um, you know, a, a life that they love. Absolutely, that's awesome. Um, you did it pretty much in sixteen seconds, so that's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think it was sixty, actually. But that's no, no one's counting. <laughs> so, Jeff, just, just, just for the audience, someone told me there's fifty to twenty-five questions. I said, "Make make it down to six because I waffle." 
<laughs> I, I can I can take one question and just talk about it for ages. So. And you know what, guys? This the, the waffling that Jeff will give you is absolutely note worth taking. So you guys have to make sure that you have your pens and papers out if you're listening to this and you want to take notes. If not, you're going to have to listen to this again, but it's so worth it over and over again. Um, you know, you, you said something interesting about wealth creation and that's what you're, you're about. You're all about helping people create wealth so it can create energy. How do you currently generate revenue? What you know, Because at the end of the day, as re- entrepreneurs, the the crux of the matter is when you're running a business, you want to look at your cash flow and you want to look at your revenue. So what is it for you? How do you generate revenue right now? You, you did allude to it, but take us a little more into it. Well, listen, um, our, our primary business, um, anti-aging, we helped bring a brand called New Skin here into Australia, New Zealand, which is probably without a doubt um, the most advanced anti-aging um, product line. There are about 100 scientists, etc. Um, you know, they're doing some incredible stuff. Um, and so, you know, we have a cash flow model there where we um, direct market our products and, and moving more towards social media, which is I'm just so excited about. Uh, you know, we've, I've, got a, I've got a colleague of mine in 12 months who's who literally built a business as big as mine. Um, you know, we're turning over about a million dollars a month uh, currently uh, in, in 12 months, but it took me 20 years to build. So social media is a really cool avenue. So we, we basically facilitate people to create cash flow. Um, and... The, the partnership, the way it works, is that if they make money, we make money. So I, I love that because if you know, I wish our school system had that. If if uh, a teacher teaches well, then you get a percentage of their profits. Um, if they don't teach well, you get nothing. And that that would be a, we'd turn out some pretty cool coaches and teachers around the world if we had that that system in place. Mm. So I, I get to help people um, facilitate their success, and as they do, you know, we we profit from that. And then we we just diversify that into property. Um, you know, and the great thing about property, and there's many ways to invest. Don't get me wrong; you choose what your, whatever vehicle you feel most confident with. I'm not here to advise on that, but I love property because if you've got, I don't know, five million dollars in property and it goes up ten percent in the next year or two, you made half a mil. And how many hours did you have to work? Mm-hmm. Zero. Um, and then this money in you program, um, which to be honest, we're investing about a million dollars to set it up and bring wow. it here to market, but. But um, so it's not not profitable at all. In fact, it's taking cash right now. But you invest in the future, and so that's an investment we're excited about because it, I've never seen any program I've done, and I've spent over a hundred thousand dollars on self development over the last twenty years or so because I was pretty stuffed up. <laughs> and uh, you know, the, I'm sure you guys in the audience aren't stuffed up, but I was stuffed up. Um, and uh, you know, and, and I've never done a program as powerful as that. So we did that program. We loved the you know the, the the you know the pedigree of it, the results we had in our own business, um, and we've now are bringing that out to the world. And it's just uh, here in Australia, New Zealand, we bought the rights, and that is the three and a half days. I don't know anything else you could do to jumpstart. Yeah, I want to touch on something, Sohan. I'm sorry to diversify, but you know how many of you sat in a in a cafe before and the table wobbles? Is that is that have you done that, Sohan? No. Is, oh, you sat in yeah, a cafe, yeah. you know, the table's kind of wobbly. Yep. Is that annoying? What, what do you normally do? You get a, get a coaster and you start a napkin, you stuff it under one of the legs to stop it wobbling, mm-hmm. and, and we all complain about it, right? Well, that's what most people do. This program shifts your whole thinking as an entrepreneur to think, wow, there's 50 tables in this cafe, two legs need a thing, there's 100 wedges. We can make, we create these wedges for the things. There's 1,000 a, a cafes in Auckland or uh, that's, uh, you know, that, that's X number, what is it, 100 times 100,000 wedges. We can sell them for five bucks each. That's five hundred thousand dollars revenue. You wow. see, one person sees a table wobbling and thinks, "Man, you know, this is terrible," and sticks, sticks the thing and complains about it. 
the other person goes, wow, I see a business opportunity. And so what Money in You does is it, it shifts your entire perspective, um, you know, uh, to, to how wealthy people think. Um, and it, it's, it's, it's just as simple as that. So I don't know if that kind of answers the question on revenue. Um, absolutely we, does. But, um, absolutely does. I love the analogy. I, I think, I think the core is, is first you got to find a cash flow positive business vehicle. It's not going to be a job. Okay. Um, here's another key principle. In fact, I'm writing a book right now. Um, you have to, to, I won't tell you the title, but when, you'll love it when you read it. But at, at the end of the day, uh, we all know the concept that, and I'm sure you've all heard this, you know, but if, is it smarter to rent a house or buy a house? What do you reckon, Sohan? Smart, smarter to buy a house or rent a house? Buy a house. Yeah, well, why is it, why is it smarter to buy a house? Because mm, you, can, you can build equity and you can create cash flow for yourself because you can take that house and then you can rent it out. You yeah. can money on it. Rent it out, but, but it also goes up in value, right? Mm -hmm. On average, every 10 years or so in Australia and New Zealand, um, house prices double. Mm -hmm. So you buy a house for 600, it's going to be worth 1.2 and maybe 10 10 years or so, maybe, maybe a few more, maybe less, I don't know. But on average, um, but if you rent a house, does it go up in value? No. <laughs> no. So uh, easy concept. Now, now switch that across to I've got a job, okay? Uh, I have a business. Can you sell your job? <laughs> if you're the best employee on the planet, you're knocking it out of the park. You're no like, way. can you sell your job? No, you're renting your time to somebody else who's renting that time to somebody else and making a margin on it. And, and then the next key is don't change your lifestyle. I see people all the time who just have got, I don't know what's in their head, you know, and I know what's in their head, the same stuff used to be in my head, um, but get an education on how wealthy you become wealthy. We, do, we, don't, we don't live in, a, I don't have a different car than I had a few years ago. I don't have a different house. You know, our wealth is growing by more than a million dollars a year, um, you know, probably closer to two million dollars a year of, of capital growth, wealth creation. Yeah, I don't spend it. I invest that money more, back in to invest more, to invest so that money is making money is making money. And our, our vision is to develop, develop a hundred million dollar portfolio so we can do some great things on the planet, you know? Um, wow. And leave, leave something behind. We don't ever intend to use that money for our own personal gain. It would, we, we want to make the world a better place. And that's one of the other premises of money in you. And education around money, a bit about you and getting the, the crap out of your head. <laughs> that's in my head. It's in my head anyway. Maybe it's not in your head. It's in my head. And then how, make, how, how, what can you leave behind? You know, so, how can we create social entrepreneurs to make this planet a little better place to live in for our kids and our grandkids and our great-grandkids? I love it. Love it. Greatness Tribe, you have to understand what, what Jeff's just given you. These are, these are massive value bombs that he's dropping. And this is just at the beginning of the, the, the interview. Wait till he's, he goes on more with some of the, the questions that I have for him. But, you know. So, so, so I'll be honest here. They're all just checking out, man. People, I can see people leaving right now. <laughs> they're out of here. Who's no, this they, guy? What's he talking about? They're going to be glued. They're going to be glued, <laughs> Jeff. Tell you what, this, this is one person that you want to listen to over and over again because you can never get sick and tired of Jeff. And I say that because in, his analogies are simple. He's a man for simplicity. And some of the key points that he's given you here are valuable. You know, for me, Jeff, it's a, it's a great reminder. I've been guilty of the idea of instant gratification. And, and someone once said, you know, you, when you, successful people invest first and spend what's left. Uh, unsuccessful people spend first and invest what's left, which is generally, usually nothing. And, uh, and, 
and instant gratification is probably what most people get kicked into with, with the having to want to get stuff in the now and feel good about it and make themselves feel good versus having to wait a little longer and, and just push through and pull through that time for them to eventually develop and build something that they can utilize not just for themselves but they have the energy and the choice to do it for the world and making an impact so it's thinking bigger at greatness tribe is not just about thinking of yourself but it's about understanding how wealthy people think about the planet about other people and um and we spoke about it earlier jeff is about making an impact on the community and the people and not just about him and his own family um jeff i i, I want to dive into now um taking you through uh the the whole you know, the dark side. I know you probably wouldn't want to go there, but it'll be great for you to just talk about your heartache moments, you know, your conflicts, your pitfalls, uh, the problems that you really faced at the tough times, and especially at the start of your entrepreneurial journey. I mean, just take our greatness tribe down that memory lane and really share with us what your heartaches were at the time. You know, that's a, it's a great question. You know, there's many, many things I can share, and uh, just a couple of things that came to mind. One was I had this real conflict with as I was coaching and working with people in the early days, you know, many of them would quit. Um, and I took it personally. I took it personally that, that someone wasn't, you know, uh, succeeding at the same rate, you know, same rate that I thought they could or with that was the potential I saw they had. Um, and then one day I, I went to the gym, um, and I, I found myself buying a gym subscription and then not going. And I had to question myself, was it the gym's responsibility that I didn't go? Or was it my responsibility? Um, you know, did, did the equipment not, wasn't there one day? Was the personal trainer not there? Was the, were the doors not open? They were all open. They were all available. It was people. It was myself. And so I really got, you know, got clear on that, that, uh, you know, I, I guess you could say that it was, it was my responsibility. So when I got my responsibility, that was a huge impact for me. The second thing I could say um, was ups and downs. We've had many learning experiences. And today I cherish those learning experiences because they, 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 they're what's made me a better coach, a better mentor, a better father, a better husband, a better, you know, friend, um, is that I've had lots of, of, you know, these learning, you know, and what, what, one of the biggest ones, we, we had a business, our business was exploding. I, I remember getting ourselves to $20,000 a month. I thought, my God, you know, that's incredible. And then we made some, you know, some really big errors. Um, and, uh, we thought the grass was greener somewhere else. We got distracted on a, you know, and literally within a period of a few months, you know, 18 months or so, we went from 20,000 back down to four or $5,000 a month. And it was like, Oh my God. You know, I, I remember, I, I just remember I had this brand new Land Rover, you know, and I, and I was turning off the key every time there was a hill going down so I could save the petrol. Um, we had three lovely Asian students living in our house. You know, I put all my kids in one bedroom in bunks and I rent out the other rooms just to pay the rent. I mean, we, you know, we've gone through, you know, from, from up to down and, uh, you know, when I was, when I was younger, I don't know, I had this philosophy, I don't know where I got it from, but I remember thinking to myself that when you draw a circle and you're at the bottom of that circle, the only place to go if you keep following around is to go back up again. And so I often have this context in my mind that when, when I'm down, when things are bad, that you know what's coming is better, um, and I guess that's that's just a. I don't know if that makes sense, but that that's sort of um, helped me a lot in in my in my my downtimes. Did you when you had that downtime? Did you shrivel in the corner and did you have a bit of a cry before you had that you know realization of of the analogy of how you mentioned the circle? Did you ever feel? Did you have times where you were crying, or did you have times where you were 
throw a tantrum and you know take the stress out did you get stressed out and did it show in any form physically mentally emotionally how did it how did that really impact you yeah um you know i can honestly say I, I don't think crying is something i did i i certainly had a few you know a few times when i felt really sick in my stomach i i kind of tend to when i get a disappointment happening i kind of get a bit angry inside and and i guess my personality is tell me i can't do it tell me i'm going to fail and i'll work harder and i I guess I just, you know, dug my teeth and my teeth and dug my toes in and just got stuck into what I needed to do. And I think that, you know, I knew what I needed to do. I just wasn't honest to myself, um, you know, that I wasn't taking the right actions, that it was my responsibility that the failures we'd had, you know, at different times, the, you know, the lack of focus or, you know, the misdirection and things. So, um, yeah, I, I can't say I, you know, curled on the ball and cried or, you know, um, hit the bottle or any of those kind of things. I'm, I, I'm, I guess just taking personal responsibility and I just got, I remember meeting a friend of mine and, you know, and he was making like 30 K a month and, uh, and I went back when I was making, you know, 20 K a month and he, he'd kind of risen from nothing to 30 and I kind of went from 20 down to nothing. And I remember getting just, I just got pissed off. (laughs) I just got (laughs) pissed off and thought, and I thought, you know what? And he wasn't, he was not better than me. He wasn't smarter than me. He wasn't anyone, you know, in every way I could say I was probably sharper, smarter, harder working, everything. But I, I, I'd taken shortcuts and those shortcuts, you know, I, I took responsibility for them. I, I got back on the track and, and I, I am happy to say I hit a hundred K a month before he did. So I'm pretty happy. Yeah. <laughs> nice work. <laughs> nice work. <laughs> so, so there must be something there that revenge really is sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Grab it while you can. Greatness tribe. Look forward to that. Cause it is sweet. It is. I agree with you, mate. I totally do. So, so what, at what point did you have your greater greatness beginning as in what was the biggest light bulb moment for you? that might have had, you know, literal shift in your, in your being that today it, has transformed it, into this it's massive greatness. It's funny you say that, but, you know, the, probably the big, biggest light bulb that I had on, I was probably, I don't know, I must have been uh, 11 years old, and we had this big old box, and we created a lemonade stand, me and my friend, and we made $22, and this is back, you know, 40, 40 years ago, <laughs> yeah. um, and... Um, Twenty-two U.S. dollars, eleven dollars each was a lot of money. I mean, we were we, we had struck it rich, um, and I guess I had the feeling then that was when I had my light bulb moment. That um, although I didn't pursue business for a long time after that, I really got the feeling that you you know you've got to have um, have something people want, and then uh, and, and you know fill a need, F- find a need and fill it. You know, there were these construction guys building this all these houses near our house, and so we made this lemonade stand, and we. You know, we quenched their thirst. We found a need, and we we, we helped provide a uh, solution to it. So, um, I, I don't know if that's relevant to what you're love looking it. for, but um, <laughs> that's what came to my mind. So that's what we'll go with. Wow. So, so if, if you now, this is going to be a bit of a, a good imagination question, but worth hind, looking at hindsight, as you believe hindsight's a powerful thing. So, if you could now time travel back to that day one of when you started your business, at the beginning of you being an entrepreneur, when you quit your job and you moved into your own space. Take five minutes of, with yourself as an imagination and with your former self to communicate lessons, apart from the ones you've just suggested. What would you say to yourself, you know, just so that you don't have the intention of um, making yourself fail again, but instead to save yourself from those pitfalls, those mistakes, those heartaches that you went through? What would you tell yourself if you had five minutes to communicate to, you know, your former Jeff? Yes, yeah, Son, I'm, I'm sorry to throw a little wheel on the thing. I wouldn't change anything. And, and the reason is, is that, is that 
you know, you don't build the character, you don't build the experience, you don't build, you cannot succeed without those failures. Mm. If I corrected one of the failures I had early on, I wouldn't have had one of the successes I had later on. So I'm going to tell you right now that I, and I'm sorry if this is contrary to the, you know, the teachings of, you know, uh, of, uh, of the tribe or Buddha or God or whatever, you know, whatever people were believing in, but you know, at, at the end of the day, things happen the way they happen, and they happen for a reason. And and whatever is going on for for everyone listening to this message right now, embrace it, you know, and say, "Wow, I'm at where I'm at." At and okay, what can I learn from it? What what's good about where I'm at, right? And what can I improve? What, you know, what can I what can I change? What can I learn from this, and how can I improve on it? You know, how how will this lesson or this situation help me? And it may be I'm. You know, you're you just lost a million bucks. I mean, I remember once losing two hundred thousand dollars in 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 in, uh, in the stock market in about two days, and I had to ask myself this really great question. I asked this question a lot to myself: What was good about this? And and I I tell you, it's pretty hard to find what was good about losing two hundred thousand dollars when it was most of my savings at the time. And I came up with with I had two hundred thousand dollars to lose. Most people don't. I right? <laughs> love it, and um, and it didn't affect my lifestyle. I could still travel. I could still there. I still live my home. I, my kids still went to schools. You know, it, it it was it was not a pleasant experience, but it, it 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 taught me. Now with that, I've been able to invest in something else and make ten times more than I ever would have lost in that. So if I hadn't had that experience, you know, then I wouldn't have had the windfall on the other end. So. I, I, I'm not sure if that's the, you know the direction you wanted to go. So, oh, absolutely! I, I want to tell you that you know don't change a thing, just use it and and make corrections and use the lessons. Don't make the, now. What I will say is don't make the same mistake over and over and over again and then wish you had a different result. That's that's what they call the definition of insanity. Um, you know, make a mistake, you know, and, and then make corrections. Mm-hmm. But don't invalidate the mistake. The mistake is so important. Powerful stuff. I mean, you can't succeed without failure, so you've got to embrace it. Someone once told me, this is a good coach and a friend of mine as well said to me, whatever me? happens to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. But close. He, he, um, he's American too, and um, he's great as a leader, and he's quite similar in your personality. And uh, he drops these little analogies as well, just like you. But one of the things he said to me was, Whatever happens to you, Sohan, happens for you. And mm. that means, you know, whatever happens in that moment of failure or when you feel nothing is going the way you want it to, you just have to embrace it and realize and be humbled uh, and thank whatever it is for you, you know, God, divine, universe, whoever it is, but just having to be thankful and grateful that it's happening for a good reason. It's happening for me for a purpose, to learn from, and all that's going to come out of it is greatness, right? Mm. So... Um, let's talk a little bit about, thanks for that, Jeff. That, that, that's really powerful. You can't succeed without failure. Try, try greatness, try, pick that up, use it to your advantage and don't be afraid of falling. Um, Jeff, let's talk about your very first sale. Let's just jump into your greatness mode now and shine the light upon it. What, take us through very quickly in a minute of, you know, your very first sale. How did you make it? Got you, you want to go back when I was like six years old? As a coast <laughs> I was trying to sell candles. We had to sell these candles for for like a fundraiser, and and I was so petrified. Actually, my mother did it for me, you know. Um, so I get my badge or something. So I I don't like selling. 
Uh, in fact, today I even I didn't even like the word selling. Um, I love helping people um, solve their problems. You know, so that that's that's the first thing I'd say. Um, <laughs> I remember. So I remember starting my business, and uh, it is, is, is many, many, many stories. But but one story comes to mind. I I uh, I had a coach. This was you know coaching what to do, and they said to me, "Okay, who's the most successful person you know? You want to go talk to that person?" And I, I thought to myself, "Why would they be interested in off to? They're already wealthy. Wealthy. They had you know Mercedeses and, and big house and you know fifteen real estate franchises and you know. And so I managed to get the courage up, and I called this guy. His name was Ross Harvey. He owned Harvey's Real Estate at the time. Um, and, uh, you know, Ross, how you going? And I, said, and I got this new product I'm bringing in from the U.S. Are you open to looking at something? And he said, yes. And I, I remember thinking to myself, wow, you know, why are successful people successful? And I got it in an instant. They're successful because they're open-minded. And I remember uh, going and sitting with he and his wife, Pam, at the time. This beautiful oceanfront property uh, in Auckland, and uh, you know we had a chat, and uh, and he said, "Listen, this is this, I'm excited about this," and I remember thinking to myself, "My God, I, you know I have nothing even to sell him. I, I didn't even know what to say next." I said, "I'll get back to you." <laughs> and, <so>. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, and yeah, it's um, I, I tell you, I I, I want to shift the conversation, but I, I don't really, I guess I don't get excited about selling something. You know, I, I didn't get excited when I got my hundred thousand dollar check for a single month. Uh, I didn't get excited when we, you know, made it our first million dollars in property. What I what I get excited about personally, and this is only myself, is I've added value to somebody. Okay, and if I've added value to somebody, then then I get excited about the results that they're that they're getting. And I and I know energetically that if I give results, if I give um, value, right, value in the community. To my, to my prospects, to my customers, to my business associates, if I give value, I'm going to get value back. Mm. But I don't worry about the, I don't, I never think about the value to me. I just think about the value to them. And the universe is giving back and it's, it's done that pretty well to me so far. Love it. So give value, give results, focus on them, not on you. And that's how you can move forward. Awesome. How, how do you, um, Jeff, how, how did you go about gaining credibility as an entrepreneur? Um, you, did you do it? Did it happen quickly for you? Did it happen slowly? How do you do that? So is it value building again? Well, well first I drove I drove right into their driveway, <laughs> right with my old Honda Accord with a leaky sunroof where his mushrooms were growing in the carpet, and it was overheating, um, you know. And I got out of my car in the one pair of pants and the one shirt I owned and the one tie I owned and looked really impressive. Uh, no, that's not that, 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 that. That's actually a true story. I parked my car around the corner. So no one could see the cars getting out of because they'll, they'll know that I'm a fraud. <laughs> you know, I'm talking about all these things we're going to do, and I'm driving this beat up old Honda. Um, you know, and so, um, you know, I, I think. Remind me the question again. I got sidetracked. Gaining credibility. Yeah, yeah credibility. Cool. So how did you gain it? Um, you know what? What I used to do is I would use examples of other people. Um, so I was working with a doctor at the time. You know, we had this anti-aging line of products, and this doctor had had, had a huge results with his clients with eczema and things. And so I would just reference him. You know, Doctor X had had these results with um, these patients, etc. You know, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. 
um, or I was working with another person who's a you know savvy in business. I, I would I would use other people's stories um, to to give myself credibility initially by through association. Mm. That's that's really um, uh, you know what I did. So so this is this is cool to remember because greatness tribe. You there there are lots of you who are listening who are just starting off. If you don't have a business and you know you you must be just starting off and you might be wondering you get stuck at this point going okay how. I don't have a success story. I don't have a result with my product or my service. And how do I go about, how will people believe me and what kind of credibility do I share? And I think it's really important to realize that you don't have to have your own immediate result if you don't have one because you're starting off. But just like Jeff, you can look at other people's experiences and look at their success stories and borrow those stories and then use them with confidence to say, well, look, this if this could happen for them, it can happen for you. And then that way, you build a value, you give them results, and then slowly and but surely you're building credibility for yourself, right, Jeff? Uh, absolutely. Great. And in terms of key partnerships, Jeff, how did you go about creating key partnerships? Because, you know, when you're building businesses, it's not, it's, they say, right, it's not, uh, it's not about um, what you do, but it's also who you know. So how do you or how did you go about creating key partnerships with people to create whatever wealth you've created so far? All this well, you know. It's and, and listen. Maybe my business is a little bit different, but um, I thought I had this thought that people who are broke would be looking for an opportunity, and so they would they be they would be just so grateful that I came and knocked on the door and said, "Hey, I've got something. Are you interested in looking at it?" Um, what I found was is that people who are broke are broke because they have a broke mentality. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, that their, their thinking is broke thinking. Um, as I started talking to people who were already successful at something, I had the same you know, product, the same opportunity, the same conversation, and I had a totally different response. And so what I have found in my experience is that if you want to accelerate key relationships, key business partners, you know, uh, people who are uh, aligned with your products or are advocates for your products, raving fans of your products, go and find the most successful people you can find. Okay, and uh, and you'll have it's like a, it's like it's, it's like a a cold knife through a rock hard frozen butter, or a warm knife through warm butter. You know, it's the same exact elements there, but, you know, it's just so much easier. Um, so that, that's what I can tell you I found. Surround yourself with people who are smarter than you, more ambitious than you, um, and life gets easy. That's awesome. So would that tie into the fact that that's part of your habit? Would you say that's your habit and your mindset to be able to always surround yourself with people who are successful or have already achieved that, that level of success that you're driving for? Uh, you know, it's not just success. Like, let me be, let me be clear. Um, I've met lots of rich people who are just have totally are idiots. You know, who, I mean, it's just, they, they're not, idiot is a terrible word. They, they don't have the same values as me. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe a better terminology, let me, let me make a correction is find someone who's, who's got the right mindset, right? Who's got the right attitude. Who sees the glass? So if, here's here's something for your audience. Okay, so so when I take this glass, I fill it up with with water about midway, you know, what, and I show it to you, and I say, so so what do you see? Mm, cool glass with water half full. Half full. Okay, great. 
and 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 you've probably heard that a long many million times. I've heard it as well. You know, half full means what? Means that you've got opportunities more in there, and you've got a little more to go. Yeah. Okay. And and you've probably heard the opposite, which is what? Oh, it's half empty. Half empty. And what does that what does that represent? Just means that it's useless. Yeah, yeah. not See, enough water in there. Yeah, one might be a pessimistic view of it, and one might be an optimistic view, right? So Sohan, and and the rest of the audience listening, you know, uh, the two of you listening, it's <laughs> like I think there's like twenty thousand right. something isn't there? It's like massive. But that's what Sohan told me. So for all the rest of the audience out there from all around the world, what if I told you the glass is totally full? If I showed you a glass that's got half water midway, and I say this is totally full, what do you say? Mm. Interesting. How? Yeah, most people look and say, "No, I'm from their perspective, either pessimist or or opt optimist." It's now they're going to argue it's half empty. Can you see it's half empty? I can see it's half empty. It can't be totally full. The other person says, "I can see it's half full. I can see it, you know, half full. It can't be totally, but totally full." And and this is what I'm looking for. when I look for someone to partner with. So please, anyone, don't, don't, none of you, don't call me unless you're like this, okay? <laughs> don't call Sohan either, right? Totally full. What if I told you it's half full of water and half full of air? Mm. Right? When you can shift, when you can find people who can see what's right, what the obvious, okay, um, but be open for, for what's maybe right there in front of them, but they're so fixed. People are so fixed on their certain view of things that they aren't willing to see anything else. And those are the kind of people that I want to focus on working with. I love it. Greatness Tribe, make a note of this. You've got to make a note of this. See past the obvious and be open-minded and be able to see beyond what you're just focused on seeing because there's a lot more to what you can actually see with the naked eye. Um, Jeff, that was powerful. Uh, do, you, do you believe you've got competition? And if the answer is yes, well, do you find that you can distinguish yourself better? Also, there's lots, there's lots of competition out there. Um, and I love competition, um, only with respect that a competitor keeps me sharp. Um, so if, if there's no competition, if there's no race, then there's no improvement. Yep. Uh, How do you distinguish yourself, Jeff, from your competition? Well, listen, as a person, um, I distinguish myself with excellence and, and, the only thing I have that I can offer to anybody is my own personal word, uh, my own personal integrity. Um, and what I mean by that is I do what I say I'm going to do. Okay. Um, I would also recommend to the audience listening from all around the world, the most important element to your success, the, the only element of your success won't be your product, won't be your service, won't be your idea. It won't be, you know, it'll, it'll, almost certainly be based on your success will be based on your integrity and integrity in the context of being your word and doing what you say you're going to do. Um, I, I know some of you are being coached by someone personally, and I'll tell you right now, um, it's not, not wasting money, but what all, all Sohan does, all a coach does is hold you to your word. You already all know what you should be doing. I, I really believe that. I, I found very few people who don't know what they should be doing. Someone who's overweight knows what they should be doing. They need to exercise more and eat the right foods. Okay, that's it. So, you know, why is there a billion dollar industry in coaching people around weight loss? Um, to hold people to account 
you know, of what they say they're going to do. Um, and so I, I really think that that's the key uh, to it. That's cool. That's really good. Be, be in line with your word and that will hold your integrity intact and, and get it done. Jeff, how do you, because you, you have these ideas and, you know, you started off with a business in the anti-aging industry and then you moved into different aspects in your investments. So they're obviously different ideas that you think of as an entrepreneur every day. And many entrepreneurs and even people listening to this, this podcast have lots of ideas and they come across discussions either in a coffee shop or at a bar or in the office or at home. How do you conquer those moments of doubt? Because that kicks in automatically. And I'm sure you have moments where you have doubt so often, but how do you deal with them? How do you conquer those doubts so often, especially if they're you know, trying to stop you from those great ideas that you might have? How do you push through? Okay, so the first thing is I just want to share just something key you said, and that is you're hearing ideas all the time, coming up with lots of ideas, seeing different podcasts. One of the biggest mistakes that I see people making is they just, they're, they're, have you all seen the movie Finding Nemo? <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. And and in Finding Nemo, one of my favorite characters is Dory. And and I love Dory because <laughs> this is what I observe most people find themselves like this, that they're like, ooh, shiny. They're in a conversation and they're right in that conversation and they're, oh, hold on, someone's distraction over here, another another conversation. Now what I mean by that is they're in one idea, they're they've got an idea in their hands, and they think that there's something else over here might be shinier. And so they drop that idea and they go to the next idea. But ironically, that behavior causes them to go from that idea to something else that they see shining over somewhere else. And people are forever have these amazing ideas, these amazing concepts, but they're jumping from thing to thing to thing to thing to thing. And um, that is just, in my view, another another world of procrastination. And... Procrastination is, again, one of the killers of success. Um, you know what to do, you know, but you're not doing it. Um, and, uh, and so what I would suggest, um, or if I could suggest, or if, if you'd like a suggestion, <laughs> uh, I've been accused of offering my advice freely too often, <laughs> but um, is, is whatever idea, it doesn't matter if it's the best idea, there are literally millions and millions of ways to have success like I have. Just pick one and stick with it. <laughs> Just stick to it. Don't get distracted. It doesn't matter if the other idea could be bigger. Leave it. Just go and create your success in one place. And then once you've got success, you know, and, you, and, and you, you've got, you're making, I don't know, a million bucks a year or half a million bucks a year or whatever it is your your grand dream goal is, whatever your vision is, then if you want to diversify, go diversify. I never would have become successful had I had 10 different pies I was trying to, I was trying to eat at the same time. That is so awesome. No way. This would not happen. You know, it reminds me of the, that saying, weapons of mass distraction. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what it is. <laughs> it's well, it, 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 the other, I mean, too many ideas is like terrorism to your brain. Sure. You're right. It, you know, it totally just destroys it. Sure, sure, absolutely. Wow, okay, so this brings us to the, you know, when it comes to these distractions, obviously it does bring that great dilemma about coaching and mentoring and having to find a support system or a pillar of having to be um, quite focused. So um, just very quickly, in, in, in about two minutes, I'd like you to talk about what's the impact, Jeff, what's the impact of having a great coach or a mentor, especially when you're starting out on your entrepreneurial journey, and what do you think should be, you know, 
the way to measure greatness when you're working with a coach and um, who should they go and talk to? You know, what kind of, who would you recommend? Where do they start searching for a mentor or a coach? Well, what would you do if you were in the well, shoes? I think, I think the, fir- the first place you want to go is to the greatness tribe. Right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, of email someone right now. Say, I'm in. <laughs> of course. Sign me up. Uh, no, in all seriousness, I think um, the first, first, firstly, no, there's no one who's highly successful doesn't have a mentor, a coach, someone to hold them to a higher standard than they may hold themselves. That helps to hold them accountable. Um, keeps into their integrity. Um, I don't care if it's a sporting team. Uh, I'm personally a huge fan of the All Blacks. Uh, I apologize if you're from Australia or South Africa or <laughs> another part of the world um, listening in, but uh, whether it be a football team, whether it be a, you know, whatever it is, every great sports team has a coach. And that coach doesn't come in and go, hey, you're doing great. You're doing fantastic. Uh, well done. You know, we're, I think I'm almost sick of, um, and, and I mean, I'm almost literally sick of all this politically correct, build people up with positive words, BS that people call coaching. Um, what, what you need in a coach, if you're looking for a coach that's really going to give you results, just get the job done once and for all. Is you want a coach who calls it straight, who tells you exactly what's happening, exactly when, and just gets under your skin, right, and and, and irritates the hell out of you. Um, if your coach is all about, oh, warm fuzzy, you're so great, you're so wonderful. Today they're going to do it. The universe and the my, my personal view is, you know, you're not going to get the results you think you're going to get. Um, so. You know, um, and, and I and I know, I know Sohan to be someone who, you know, definitely. I mean, you're 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 a fantastic guy. You're lovely. You're, you know, you're but but you know, also I know Sohan to be someone who holds you and calls it the way it is and and says no when it's a no and stop when you just stop and and give you clear, concise, you know, direction. And then as as someone who takes on a coach. You need to follow that direction. You need to trust that someone else can see a different view than you are. Um, That's awesome. I mean, I, I'm I trying remember to think you, of a, yeah, you're a, right. an example, but just, go, ahead, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, an example. I said too much. I'm, I'm talking too much. I was, I was trying to think of an example of someone who's got, is elevated at a higher level that has a different perspective than you have. Um, maybe when you're yachting, you know, the guy goes up the mast so he can spot the, spot the wind shift. Um, a kilometer out so they can make the direction for it where you can't see it on the deck of the boat. That's part of what I was thinking about. Wow. Well, let's see, that's powerful. Someone who can actually see beyond what you can see and help you to see it, but be able to, I think it's important to also, when you're getting a coach, Greatness Tribe, you have to be able to learn how to be coachable, which is when your coach tells you that you can stretch and move forward, you go and do it and you give it a shot without hesitance because you he can see something that you can't, but you can only see it once you've been there because he's already been there. And so having that coach is really important as opposed to just someone giving you a lot of fluff and making you feel good with a pat on the back. Spot on with that. Don't forget the she, he or she. He or she, that's right. Absolutely. Some amazing coaches. So 
Go out and find a coach greatness tribe if you don't have one. Look for it. Go online. Uh, talk to your circle of influence, people who you know who are in great positions, and ask them questions. And you know, get in touch and figure out how you can get coaches as well. I mean, in a short while, you'll be able to you know find how to get in touch with Jeff as well, uh, and make contact with him and, and connect with him if if you can. But uh, I'm going to dive right into the the rapid fire golden nuggets of greatness round, as I like to call it. But it's uh, oh this God. is going to be fun. It sounds dangerous. <laughs> this totally I, is. Oh, oh look, we're over time. Let's go. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's make this quick. So, you ready, Jeff? I'm ready. Okay. Right. He hasn't told me what this is. I'm feeling really nervous now. <laughs> You're going to like this one. I bet you. Define greatness in one sentence. To, to, to supersede what you believe is possible. Love it. An idea that changed your life. My wife. An exciting startup. Eric, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> She's got to listen to this one. She's got to listen to this one. Um, so an exciting time, an exciting startup other than yours that you, you would have bet on. Uh, Uber. Okay, very cool. One thing that you have that your, your contemporaries don't. A sense of humor. Okay, name two entrepreneurs that you would host a dinner for that you would invite personally. So two entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. Okay, Richard Branson uh, and uh, Blake Roney. Very cool. I like, I like that, Blake Roney. If your entrepreneurial story was turned into a movie, Jeff, what would be the movie title and which actor would you choose to play your role? Oh, it's, it's, it's definitely got to be, uh, sorry, I was going to joke and say Shakespeare, uh, you know, and I'm Othello or something, I'm not sure if that, but I think probably Rocky, uh, or no, actually, no, I think, I think it's got to be William Wallace, actually. Okay. Uh, William Wallace, uh, and, uh, you know, Bra Braveheart and William Wallace, so I'm, I'm, I'm there yelling out, uh, uh, you know, freedom. <laughs> Love it. Okay. <laughs> Love it. And that's what you stand for. Freedom! <laughs> Jeff, recommend a book that you think everyone in the Greatness Tribe should read. My book. Uh-huh. What's the name, Jeff? Give it away. Give it I'm away. not going to give it that. It's, not, it's being written right now. And uh, stay tuned. And you're going to love it. Uh, you, you're really going to love it. It's, uh, if you liked some of the things in this, in this uh, interview, uh, you'll see a great expansion and much more. So Fantastic. Uh, are you going to turn it into an audiobook as well? Uh, possibly, yeah, for, uh, for us dyslexic people. Uh, mm. Slick decks, slicks. Yeah. <laughs> slick decks, slicks. That's right. I'll tell you what, if you do, it's great because you can tap into some amazing audience with audiobooks. Um, Audible.com is really fantastic for a lot of people. It's one of the most downloaded apps in the world uh, for people who love listening to audiobooks. Yeah. So definitely. I, I, I'll give you a little tip on that book. So the book really revolves around um, creating wealth and uh, here's a concept for you. If you live to 100 uh, and you take the first 25 years out for education, um, the middle of your adult life is 63. So what we call retirement in our society today is literally only half of your adult life. So, uh, so, so you know, what, what could you create? A lot of people think, I, I come across all the time, think it's too late uh, and it's not too late. So it's only just the beginning. So uh, anyway, that. Fantastic. My book, so definitely stay tuned for that. You're going to love it. Where, do you know it, when it's coming out? It's the number one bestseller around the world. I love the sound of that. I can't wait to see it on the charts and pick one up. When do you reckon it's going to be out? Oh, I think by, I think by, by the second half of this year. Okay. We should have it ready to go. 
Greatness Tribe, keep an eye out. You want to get this book. I'm definitely looking forward to it. And a signed copy, Jeff, please. I'll sign it for sure. What small business tool or resource like you know Google Docs or Evernote and can you recommend to our listeners, especially to do better business? I'll tell you, I've got something right now I've been using I'm quite liking, and uh, it's called um, uh, Basecamp. Hmm. Basecamp, I've never heard of Basecamp, it. I'm going to make a note a, of it. It's a cool little um, program. It's free, and you can basically uh, get your, your team together, and you can create files, and you can share everything, and it helps you with accountability and just managing your projects and things. So. Awesome. Nothing, nothing slips through the, the gaps. So I'm, I'm quite enjoying that right now, Basecamp. Basecamp.com. Fantastic. Thanks a lot. Well, that's the that's the rapid fire golden nuggets of greatness round. Um, well, I'm going to ask you one final question as we do on our podcast, and then I'm going to um, figure out where you are and how people can reach you, and then we're going to say goodbye. So here's a litmus test question for you, Jeff. You prepared? I'm ready. Do you ever know when you are ready to be an entrepreneur? It's an excellent question. I, th- I think you're successful the day you choose to be successful. Um, that's my answer to that question. I love it. I love it. Thank you for that. And, and how can the Greatness Tribe reach you online? Oh, gosh. Um, am I going to get like the th- you know, thousands of emails, uh, <laughs> Facebook likes and that? So you can, <laughs> you can search me on Facebook, okay? Go and friend me there, Jeff Gamagami. It's J-E-F-F-G-H-A-E-M-A-G-H-A-M-Y. I'm sure it'll be posted up in the mm-hmm. in, in the uh, thing. Just you can search me, Jeff Gamagami, on Facebook and connect with me there. Um, I do lots of stuff on there. Um, if not, you're more than welcome to. Actually, I think that's the best thing. Connect with me on Facebook. Um, go and like our page, uh, Money and You, uh, Australia, New Zealand, uh, our fan page. You'll love this heaps of motivational stuff coming out of there and some great interviews and things of graduates. If you're in Australia or New Zealand, you want to come do the program, I think you'll absolutely love that. Fantastic. Um, and, um, and listen, I just, want, I just want to acknowledge Sohan for a second here. Firstly, uh, Sohan, I've watched him over the last few years. Um, just just in, inspirational guy. He's got one of those bad, best attitudes I know. Um, he, he's a loyal friend. He's, he's, just, he's just a great guy who is pull, who's pulled himself uh, you know, up, and now he wants to help other people pull up. So I you know, help other people be pulled up. So I, I just want to acknowledge you for what I what I've seen you create over the last couple of years, uh, and I know in the future um, you're going to impact lots and lots of people's lives. So um, great to be uh, in connection with all you guys in the Greatness Tribe. I love the name Greatness Tribe, um, <laughs> and um, yeah, and I really really hope um, you know that uh, you guys succeed beyond your wildest dreams. If I can be of any service or help to help you facilitate that uh you know feel free to connect um and uh, when you when you do connect just you know connect in your name and just put greatness tribe so i know where it came from so i'm like who's these random people added me because i'm very selective on who i add into my my circle absolutely but, but if you're someone's friend you're my friend so <laughs> all right appreciate you jeff thank you so much for making the time i appreciate you for all your kind words the stuff that you've given is really killer guys Greatness Tribe, you want to go and definitely connect with Jeff on uh, Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Jeff Kamagami. You can also find him on provenprinciples.com. Check out some of his videos, see what he does. Really connect with the guy. You're going to learn a lot from Jeff. And Money in You, that's another. That's definitely a place you want to invest. Like we've spoken about, investing in your future and investing in yourself through personal education and growth. And Money in You, Australia and New Zealand, is something you want to watch out for and definitely look for the next gig that's coming through in town. Um, especially in Australia and New Zealand, so that you can tap into it. 
Um, Jeff, thank you so much for hanging out. Uh, Greatness Tribe, you've been hanging out with Jeff Kamagami and me. And remember what they say, you've got to be focused on the people you hang around with most. And usually those people should be the ones with the same values uh, and successful, just like you want to be. Thanks so much, Jeff. I'll see you later. Thanks, team. Bye for now.